Good morning, everyone. So if we sort of look at the readings from today, sort of make priests and religious figures seem pretty terrible. They're on their high chairs, serving themselves and not others. Of course, this wasn't Jesus's intention or the Old Testament writer's intention, but instead it is a call to conversion. The truth is, though, if we sort of apply it to today, I think most people, or Catholics would agree, that priests as a whole are not that bad. They're not that greedy, terrible, and miserable. But over the course of the past couple of weeks, uh, several things have happened that have made me sort of realize, while most people don't think priests are that horrible or terrible, Maybe, on the other hand, a lot of people have misconceptions or misunderstandings about who priests are and the lives they lead. One, uh, sort of a conference I gave to some high school students who were discerning the priesthood, or not discerning the priesthood, but talking to them about vocations. And the other, a flight I was taking from Washington, D.C. back to New Orleans and sat by these two uh, young women who were inquisitively asking me, about priests and what their lives were like. And I realized that for them and for these high school students, and I'd imagine a lot of Catholics, there are a lot of myths and misconceptions because of that lack of knowledge of what the priest's life is like and who priests are. So what I want to do today is sort of not defend priests, because again, as we said, that realize that a lot of people don't believe they're horrible, but instead try to clear up some of the myths and maybe talk in a direct way, not just from my behalf, but on the behalf, I think, speaking for priests throughout the world, things that maybe people need to know or to understand about who priests are and what their lives are like. And so I have a handful of them. I sort of gave it yesterday and thought that it went over well, so I figured I'd give it a shot against today. The first thing is this, priests have bad days, and sometimes priests can be in a bad mood. It can be for a number of different reasons. Maybe we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe it's a gloomy day outside and we're not in the best mood. Maybe it's Monday and we just don't want to go and do all the work that we need to do. And so we are subject to these things also. Maybe we wake up in a good mood, but later on in the day, something bad happens that puts us in a bad mood. Another thing that might surprise you is priests sometimes get hangry, particularly me. And I, this, this is what happened yesterday. I had an appointment that I needed to get to. Before I went to the appointment, I wanted to eat lunch. So I went to some place and ordered a hamburger. 20 minutes later, the hamburger wasn't out, and I was already late for my appointment. When all of a sudden, the young woman comes out and says, oh, I burnt your hamburger, it's going to be another 5 to 10 minutes. And I, I literally could feel my inner Lou Ferrigno about ready just to explode. I felt like, you know, Bill Bixby back in the, the, the Hulk, and I said, like, you know, I am going to get hangry. You won't like me when I'm hangry. And so I said, listen, I'm not mad. Can you just give me the refund so I can leave? Because if I don't, and it's another 10 minutes, I am going to bite your head off. I didn't tell her that. That's what I thought. Well, I tried to be as nice as I could, but I'm pretty sure this woman now hates the Catholic Church. She probably left the Catholic Church because Father was hangry. But you know, sometimes we get hangry. 
Sometimes I get tangry. Tangry is when you're tired and you're angry. <laughs> that happens about 2 p.m. every afternoon. And the staff knows it. They can tell. They say, Father, go take your nap. Come back in 15 minutes. Because we're human and these things happen. And guess what? It's just like everybody else. We're subject to the same rules. We're subject to the same whims and moods. Another thing that may surprise a lot of, of you is that priests, in particular pastors, worry about money and finances. We worry about paying the bills. We worry about meeting budget. Because I think a lot of people think that the priest, whenever they need to pay the bills, just go to the tabernacle and reach in and, and pull out the big box. That Jesus is just going to give us money. He's going to write us a check. That's not how it works. We have a budget. Our budget's usually about $1.15 to $1.2 million. And I have to pay taxes. I have to pay payroll. I got to pay the light bills. And what happens is, is the priest and the pastor depends on the generosity of people. But I realize sometimes the economy is down, people maybe can't give as much as they normally do. I realize that sometimes they forget their checkbook. I realize that sometimes they just don't feel like giving, whatever it is. But I still have to pay the bills. And so what happens is sometimes at the end of the month, I get a little nervous. And so it's not like you. I just can't go and say, oh, I need some extra money. Let me start being an Uber driver. I can't do that. I can't take the money out of the church account and say, I think I can make a better investment getting about 8% on the stock market instead of the lousy 3% we get. Well, I can't do that. And so I try to trust, but that's why priests talk about money. Because we got to pay bills. And not only do we pay bills, we want to provide good things for our parishioners. You know, I know a priest friend of mine who has every single person in his parish gets free Catholic education. Do you know why? Because the collection is $50,000 a week. People actually tithe. They really do. And so what happens is he can take that money, and if you're a parishioner and you're a tithing parishioner, guess what? You get a free Catholic education. But if all people do is give so little money that the priest has a hard time even paying his bills, then he's going to get frustrated. He's going to get worried. And guess what? You do too. Whenever the check, the bills are bigger than the checks you're making. Whenever times are tough. Dads worry about these things too. Priests also do also. Number three. There may be things in the priest's life, maybe going on in his life right now or in his past, that you don't know about that impact his behavior or the way that he lives in the world. Now think of the priest who's always mean and grumpy. You never know. Maybe that priest had an alcoholic father who used to beat and abuse him. The one who's gone from the parish a lot of the times and we complain about it. Well, maybe he has a sick relative that he's taken care of that you don't know about. Or the one who takes very, very few appointments and everybody complains that he's inaccessible. Maybe he suffers from severe depression and has a hard time being around people. With a lot of things in the priest's life that he's not necessarily going to go blab to everybody about. Maybe because he's embarrassed about it. Maybe because he's ashamed about it. And that affect the way that he behaves. Sometimes he may not even know it. I have a priest friend of mine who notoriously was one of the grumpiest, meanest people you've ever met. His parishioners would complain. His bishop would get on him. 
He tried to be nice, but he just couldn't. Well, they went to the doctor one day and come to find out he had this really weird sleep problem where basically all he would get was about a half an hour of sleep a night. Imagine you having to live on a half an hour of sleep a day. You'd be grumpy too. And so what happened is he had a surgery where they fixed his uvula or whatever. Then all of a sudden, he became the nicest person. But people judged him. They criticized him. They put him down. They wrote letters to the bishop about him. All because of this thing that they didn't know about or he didn't know about. And they made his life absolutely miserable. That's the thing. It's no excuse for, I'm not trying to make excuses for priests being jerks. But the fact of the matter is, just like in your life or in the life of other people, there may be things in your past that nobody else knows about that impacts the way you behave. The same thing with priests. They did not descend from heaven. They did not grow out of the earth at the Vatican. They came from real people and have real families. Number four. Priests, I think, would like to be shown the same mercy that they do their best to show to others. Now, again, some people may disagree with this, but I think priests are pretty merciful because they sit in the confessional every day. They know how weak people are. They know the struggles they have. They know what it's, how hard it can often be to strive for holiness. They know the people in the parish who are committing adultery, addicted to pornography, alcoholics, whatever. And guess what? They're still nice to you. They know what you've done, but they're still nice. They understand we're all human. They can look over it. But it is not always so much the other way around. And so I've always thought it would be funny if priests would all of a sudden one day decide to start treating parishioners the way parishioners often treat priests. So this would, be, this would be kind of what it would be like. So let's say father's having a conversation with you and you say something, uh, maybe because you're tired, you misspeak. Or maybe you say something the priest disagrees with you. And so the priest, all of a sudden, mid-sentence, turns around, walks out the door, knocks a few things over, and never talks to you again. That's what, that's, imagine if Father did that to all the parishioners. Every time the parishioners made the priest mad. Or maybe if you do something to maybe even unintentionally hurt the priest. You know, maybe you didn't say hello. You didn't smile at them. You didn't, you know, take an appointment right away. And all of a sudden the priest says, guess what? I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm going I'm to tongue dodge you in six months. Imagine how you'd feel. But this happens to priests all the time. One little thing they're not even aware of makes people never want to talk to them again. Or even better, how about this? Every time you make the priest mad, the priest is going to find one parishioner in the parish. I don't know who it's going to be. And he's going to complain to them about everybody in the parish. And expect that one person to go back to you and tell you all the things they've done wrong. This is what happens all the time. No one wants to come tell the priest, hey, Father, can we talk about this? And so they find one person that they know the priest knows, tells them every complaint, and then after six months, that person comes and says, Father, I want to dump 20 things on you at one time, and I want you to listen to it. That's not fair. But yet, this happens to us all of the time. All of the time. And so, hey, let's show mercy, just like we all are supposed to be showing mercy to each other. And you got a problem, tell them. Don't have a hissy fit. Number five, and this is probably the most important one. Priests 
are humans. Therefore, they like to have fun. And in fact, sometimes priests are funny. Some priests, like Father Pell, say, think they're funny, and they're really not. But in general, they are. So I think people think, generally, and this is what I learned from the, the working of the kids at STM, people think priests basically don't laugh, we stay in the dungeon all day long, and pray rosaries on our knees. That's all we do. Besides maybe taking naps, because after, outside of mass, that's all we do. That's pretty much what people, I think, think. And so I was over talking to the kids at STM, and they're like, Father, I don't want to be a priest because priests don't have fun. They don't do anything they enjoy. So just so happened, one of my friend's kids were in there. I said, hey, Ethan, what did your dad and I do two weeks ago? Oh, you all drove to Austin to listen to a concert and eat tacos. That's pretty fun. The kids' minds were just blown. I was thankful to have him in the class. Oh, they think we're always serious. Hey, one priest who got this all the time was Monsignor Mouton. Oh, Monsignor Mouton's so mean. He's so serious. Monsignor Mouton was literally one of the funniest people you've ever met in your entire life. But people judged him. They judged him. All you had to do is go and start picking on Monsignor, and then he'd pick back, and he'd be your best friend. He was literally one of the funniest people. Another person who everybody thinks is either serious or pious is Father Russo. Father Russo, oh, he's so serious, he's so pious. That is absolutely not true at all. I played a joke on Father Russo a few years back where I made this little, little diagram, this little image, and I gave it to one of his parishioners and said, go talk to Father Russo and say, hey, Father Russo, I, I like to take an image I have and sort of reproduce them so we can put them in the yards around the neighborhood of Twin Oaks. And he showed it to Father Russo and said, my family goes to Fatima, my envelopes go to wisdom. <laughs> Father Russo thought that was pretty funny because he has a sense of humor. Priests also play jokes on each other. Sometimes, I'm not trying to be mean, but sometimes priests get some really strange characters. People who come and they think like the Blessed Virgin Mary is appearing over their toilet or, you know, whatever kind of crazy stuff. I remember I had that one time. Someone came and said, the Blessed Virgin Mary is in my toilet. So I said, I can't help you, but Father Schrumpine sure can. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's just like others. We're human, but this is the problem. And this is what I really want to get to. All these myths and these things that people don't know about priests or don't bother to get to know is because most people, and I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody, judge the priests from the one hour a week they encounter them. The one hour on Sunday. And even more so, they judge them on the homily. So even if their homily's not good, if it's 20 minutes, oh, they hate the priest. Oh, that's terrible, you're a jerk. Five minutes, even if you're boring, you're a pretty decent guy. <laughs> but that's what they judge them on. Can imagine if you were judged for me, someone met you for 15 minutes a week. Imagine what that would be like. Because you don't experience the priests outside of that. And that's why I love college ministry. Because the students and those who've experienced campus ministry know this. You get to live with the priest from 7 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. The students see me on my good days and my bad days, when I'm funny, when I'm serious, when I'm rushed, when I'm relaxed, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm nice, when I'm angry. And you know what? They're like, hey, it's Father. Because they know me for more than just the 15 minutes. But it's something that most people do not get the opportunity to do. You just can't go hang out at your parish during the day. Can't do it over here because you can't find a place to park. But in general, 
if people would live at the parish and get to know the priest one on one, you'd realize, hey, they're just like us and might be a little more merciful and understanding and might be able to clear up some of those myths. And so that's been one of the biggest blessings for my priesthood is that I get to live in a very sort of understanding, non-judgmental environment because the people, know, the students know who I am and put up with me just as I know who they are and in general put up with them. So I'm going to close with a quote from St. Therese. I've been quoting St. Therese a lot. She went on a trip when she was young to Rome for a month and she traveled with a lot of priests. And this is what she had to say. I lived in the company of many saintly priests for a month and learn that through their, though their dignity raises them above the angels, they are nevertheless weak and fragile men. Again, we have great respect for the priesthood and the gift of the priesthood of the church. The priests are weak and fragile men. They're human. They're prone to bad moods. They make mistakes. They worry about money. They don't like to be judged. Some of us are funny. And we're just like you. So please continue to pray for and support for priests. Understand and do what you can to dispel those myths so that lay people and priests can work in mercy, compassion, and understanding together to be able to promote the kingdom of God. Amen.